It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six to time. Happy Halloween. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, there's a load of topics today. I tell you what I'm not going to do is get into the polls. But I found some other stuff to talk about that's much more worthwhile. Trigger warning. Warning. This now show you know. contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So one thing I'm not going to do is, and I was looking through all of the news sites this morning, and even tried to tune into a little bit of news over the weekend and quickly gave up on it because we're getting real close to Election Day here. I know a lot of people have voted early, but real close to Election Day here. And everything on all the news channels, all the news site is, well, the polls show, the polls show, and the polls show. Here's what the polls show, and the latest polls show. What a waste of time. Means nothing. And then all of the analysts come out and analyze what the polls are saying. And the polls were nonsense and garbage anyway. Total waste of your time, so I didn't do any of that this morning. Instead, as we're coming up on, well, today's Halloween, so... I had to look up where I knew there is a website out there that I've told you about before that I knew this would be one of their big topics for today from a website called Everyday Feminism. Yeah, it's as bad as it sounds. And the, the site's pretty much dead. Oh, I'm sure some people go and read it, but mostly I think it's people like me who are looking to make fun of the everyday feminism thing. People who really do overthink every little thing to the point that they're miserable. Doesn't matter what aspect of their lives you're talking about. They are got to be the most miserable people on the planet. Headline, is your Halloween costume racist? Okay, we talked about this last week. The people who want to check you on every little thing that you do because you can't dress as a witch now. And don't you dare dress as a zombie of some kind. In fact, who do you portray during Halloween? Why, everything is completely wrong or racist or in some way you're appropriating somebody's culture. Here's what they say to everyday feminism. Now, again, these are people who don't know how to just relax and have a good time. As I was saying last week on this program, that one of the things I love about Halloween, what it's become, forget the origins of what it's become, is a time where you can go out and dress up whatever you want to dress up as and just make a parody of it. Doesn't have to be a spooky, scary costume. Just be a parody of whatever it is you want to parody okay? and have a good time doing it. Be inappropriate if you want to be inappropriate. That's the fun of it. And that's part of what helps us relax 
and have a good time in life is that we can go ahead and make fun of things that are, well, usually very inappropriate or annoying or actually even scary to us. All right, so here's the story from Everyday Feminism. It reads, Halloween is a holiday about glorifying all things spooky and scary. Pause right there. No, it's not. No, it does not glorify any of these things. That's not the purpose of Halloween, to glorify things that are spooky and scary. So they started off with a false premise. A day to dress up in a costume for the sake of having fun. Oh, they finally got something right. Unfortunately, sometimes fun comes at the expense of others. And the scariest thing is how rampant racism is in Halloween. Now, the author here says, before you roll your eyes at me and say, relax, it's a joke, listen up, because uh, I used to be you. Okay, and until this person started to overthink everything, because my answer is relax, get a sense of humor. If you're anything like me, then you go to the nearest Halloween store and innocently pick out a costume, never with the foul intention of hurting anyone, but regardless of whether your costume selection was done with innocent attentions or not, your costume can still perpetuate harmful stereotypes and stigma. Okay, see again, the, and aggressive racist attitudes are the next word she used. Here again, overthinking all of this. The whole point of this is to not overthink it. That's the fun of Halloween. All right, but reading on. That is, even if you don't think you're vehemently racist, you can still perpetuate racism. For example, in the past, I was a sexy Indian girl. I picked these costumes out because, well, I thought I looked hot in them. And isn't that what Halloween is all about for us ladies? And then she sighs and says, one topic at a time. All right, well, why? See, again, overthinking that even. But okay, why would I have ever thought about the implication? <laughs> I can't say that word yet this morning. Implications that my costume would have a Native American or Asian woman. Why would I ever think deeply about the implications of a costume? Well, simple, because these implications don't affect me. So right away, she's naturally assuming that dressing in a costume of an American Indian is affecting American Indians. Well, I don't know. Have you gone to ask them? I mean, how about this? She's thinking about the Indians for a minute. What about when some young kid dresses as a cowboy? <gasps> Have you thought that you might be offending cowboys? Never occurred to me that the establishment would openly sell racist or otherwise offensive costumes. Why would they? But if you're anything like how I used to be, I have some news for you. Racism is deeply ingrained into our society. Okay, I would argue that no, it's not, but uh, let's move on. And uh, pointing out racism is not a witch hunt or an attempt to make you feel bad. It's done to better our society and ourselves. Okay, so one, here's how you tell. Is your costume raci racially or ethnically culturally biased. So here's what you're supposed to take a look for. Check your privilege. Got to do that. Check your privilege first, right? And if you still don't see race, then think of this. 
Uh, is it an Arab costume, an Oriental disguise, a Mexican Sharpay or hat, sex of Native American girl, adult dragon lady in a geisha costume? Question why you are choosing to dress up as another culture or ethnicity. What message are you sending? Well, hang on a second here. Why are you trying to even send a message other than I'm having fun? But okay, let's read on. Do you belong to that group? Huh? If your answer is no, remember, you can't just borrow somebody else's culture or race for the day. Yes, I can. <laughs> but again, you're, no, you can't do that because that's appropriation. For example, you can't wear illegal alien costume. I think that's a great idea. I would love to have some kids show up at my door this Halloween today dressed as illegal aliens. I think that'd be hysterical. And then she talks about why you shouldn't make fun of those people. Yeah, should I worry about dressing up if I wanted to forget illegal aliens slipping across the border? What if I instead dressed up as an alien from outer space? Might buy, might I be offending aliens from outer space? We like to think that a majority of us understand how deeply offensive and racist it has to do with something like uh, blackface for Halloween. But the truth is, Halloween has brought out the worst in people. And she names... Uh, Florida University, UC University, Assemblyman in Blackface, uh, Teen Wolf, Cotton AC, okay, I don't know. She names all sorts of other things that are supposed to be racist and why you can't do that. By the way, this costume is, uh, th this article here is really, really long because she overanalyzes the hell out. Is your costume sexy? <gasps> oh, that's offensive. Well, maybe the person who wanted to dress sexy was just having fun, huh? Would you wear that costume around that group of people? I think you should be able to, as a matter of fact. And they should see it fun as well. It should be that if you wanted to dress up, I would like to see an American Indian kid dress up as a cowboy and a kid who's raised in a cowboy family dress up as an American Indian. And then they can parody each other and we can laugh. Hmm? How about that? That would make it a whole lot easier for us as a society to get along if we worked on diffusing the situation. Jim, morning, Jim. Jim and Casper. What a miserable existence. Going around worrying about what other people might possibly think is offensive. If you look hard enough, anything can be offensive. Yeah, he said... Uh, yeah, I think I'll go as a Mexican cowboy, zombie, women, Martian, drag queen. Oh, okay. Why not? Okay, uh, Rhiannon for danger. Here's a question for you. You think anyone gives a crap? Think anyone's listening or paying attention? Oh, no, because there are bigger things to worry about, like inflation. and t No, you're absolutely right. I don't worry about these things, Rhiannon. That's why I like to point out everyday feminism. The, the website is jam-packed on so many different topics where all they do is overthink and worry about all of these things. These are the buzzkills out there that the rest of us can't stand being around. I think what they're really worried about more than anything else, just guessing here maybe, is that they never get invited to all of the cool parties. And now we can see why. 617, Wake Up Wyoming. Never boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-Woods. 
Nah, that's the regular music. Let me see. It's Halloween today. Let's try this. Yeah, yeah, a whole lot better than Okay. Get us in the mood, you know? It's a holiday music, right? Sure it is. Triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? Eight 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 ninety seven. W O O D S. I'll get into open phones a little bit later on this morning. One costume idea that I saw in a meme: show up at a costume party dressed as Elon Musk is really all you have to do. To go as Elon Musk is show up carrying a sink. That's it, and it'll just freak some people out, scare the hell out of them. As a matter of fact, all right. So on him, real quick, during the course of the weekend, and I'm going to spend some time later this morning on Elon Musk. First off, he gets uh, <laughs> he got an email from Twitter about a management training course that he needs to take. <laughs> of course, he's the owner of it now, but okay. Billionaire business magnate Elon Musk recently acquired Twitter, posted a screenshot of an email he received from a big tech giant inviting him to a course called Managing Twitter 101. M101 covers what it means to be a good manager at Twitter by showing you how to create opportunities for impact to help your tweeps grow their careers and demonstrate care for your team. The message said that Musk had 30 days to complete the mandatory course. And that once finished, he could enroll as a manager in Twitter. Quote, this is what Elon tweeted. Just received this email from Twitter. This is an actual real email that was auto-generated. So they're demanding 30 days for him to learn this. He says this is just priceless. But Management 201 is such a tantalizing category, he said. Well, it, it, this is Managing 101, so he's thinking of sending out one called Managing 201. Replying to someone that asked, what's this uh, most messed up at social media company? Musk replied, there seems to be 10 people managing for every one person coding. Media outlets have reported that Musk has already fired the Twitter CEO. Responding to that tweet, asked if he planned to be the CEO for a while, Musk said, who uh, placed himself as Chief Twit in his own tweet on his Twitter profile. So my title is Chief Twit right now. There is no bio. He'll find a CEO at some point. Next is Musk locks out. Now, this I really have to give him credit for. He locked out Twitter engineers and sent his Tesla staff to review the coding. Following his takeover of Twitter, Tesla CEO Elon Musk reportedly had Tesla engineers review Twitter's software code and prevented Twitter engineers from making any further changes. Bloomberg reported on oh, last Thursday that he arrived at the Twitter office again carrying that sink. And after the $44 billion purchase deal was closed as part of his takeover, Musk fired, of course, the CEO 
and then started to take a look at algorithms and coding. Musk also reportedly said Tesla engineers were sent to the offices to review the code, doesn't want any of the old coders in those offices changing anything or looking over anyone else's shoulder. Sources say Musk plans to assume the role uh, as, well, pretty much as of today. This means that users have will previously been removed from the platform, such as Donald Trump, Babylon B. They should be allowed back on. So that's the next one. I'm really going to be interested to see, does he release any of the findings of the coding problems that Twitter has had? Let's see. Here's another one. Uh, Blue check tells Elon Musk he better meet Twitter employees' demands or else he'll lose them. And Elon Musk, of course, is tweeting back that he doesn't care. Quit. Also, Elon Musk clowns Ocasio-Cortez. Googly eyes over latest anti-billionaire rant. Oh, I might get to that later on this morning, too. All right, coming up on some local news we have to take care of. And right after news time, update on your weather forecast, and you and I are going to get back into it again. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. It's Wake Up Wyoming. This one instead. Yeah, it's a whole lot better. Halloween, anyway. See, I got a whole list of them here to play for you. Stuff, a lot of it you grew up with for Halloween music. one of the most original movies in the history of original movies. And to watch a documentary sometime on how they made this thing, talk about writing it on the fly. Originally, this thing, the Ghostbusters movie, was going to take place in outer space chasing ghosts or something like that. It was really going to be lame. But then they, they just kept changing it as they were writing it, and that's the movie we came up with. So... Thank God they continue to write it as they were shooting the movie, or we wouldn't have the movie that we all know and love today. All right, so during the course of the weekend, you you heard about the hammer attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband, which gave people suggested to me all sorts of music I should play leading into this. I wanted to play MC Hammer's Can't Touch This and begin it where he says hammer time and then go and... There's probably a list of maybe about 15 or 20 songs we can play to introduce this topic. If you want, we can go digging them up. But all right, here's what gets me about this. Once again, news media, and I can't even call them news media anymore, but also extremists on both the left and the right are already assuming all sorts of things, and we don't know really 
what the deal was yet. Here's one headline. Paul Pelosi attack was a result of Republican rhetoric. MAGA terrorism, left-wing media says. Okay, well, the answer is we don't know any more. We do have a little bit of a profile of the attacker, a little bit of a profile of him. In general, just a nutball. So I look at this and think, I don't know if this is even for any kind of political reason whatsoever. He was just a, a nutball in general. So I, I don't know why he went after Well, he was attacking her husband, but asking where she was. Any reasons why is pure speculation by everybody at this point. But that doesn't stop media outlets and even political opportunities from, from jumping all over it. All right, Bill in Greeley, Colorado, he wants to talk about toilets, because that's what I think about first thing when I get up in the morning, Bill. <laughs> well, I was talking about all those fancy ones that you were talking about last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, and one of the things I tried to get in so I could say part of that is the fact that every single one of them has to be handicap accessible. And yeah, that yeah. is costly because they have to put in a full stall, with a closable door, mm -hmm. and you have to have it accessible by so a wheelchair can get to it. Right. And if the, the outside can't have any steps, it's yeah. always... Well, the, the thing that got me was, so when you take a look at what happened in San Francisco, it was oh, two yeah. and a half years. Now, now they're building a outdoor uh, toilet in there um, in a park. It right. only has one toilet bowl inside that little room and one sink. That's it. Right. Two and a half years worth of committee meetings and one point seven million dollars. You know, you know, it'd be interesting to do, Glenn. Mm. The thing that'd be interesting to do is go and find out if that is handicap accessible. Yeah. And okay. if it's not, then what you do is you hit the ADA, Americans for Disabilities Act, call them on the phone. Yeah. And you tell them all you have to do is tell them. You don't even have, to have they'll go check it, and they'll come out and check and see if it's not. They'll close it down. Okay. All right. It it probably is. You know, they even had to do, and I don't know why they would have to do this, but they have to have committee meetings on the cultural impact. Oh boy! Yeah, I mean, it's for God's sake. Um, it's it's a place where people go to relieve themselves. Okay, you need a commode and a sink. You mean you mean you have to talk about the different ways that people may pee? I I guess. <laughs> cultural implications of the whole thing and including yeah. the Bureau of Indian Affairs and et cetera, et cetera, to get involved. I mean, so many different things. Just go ahead and plant a toilet there. Okay, well, I had to get in on that. I heard right. that and I couldn't get in at the time, so I'm sorry I'm so late on yeah, that. That's but. all right. Appreciate it. Morning, Bill. Happy Halloween. So here's, yeah, he, that was a story I had last week that there was in San Francisco. There's outrage from the people of San Francisco who have a lot to be outraged over. But the idea that it would take two and a half years worth of committee meetings and $1.7 million to, in a park, build a facility that has one toilet and one sink in it. Okay. And why, I want to know of the people of San Francisco, why do you keep electing these idiots? 642, wake up Wyoming.
Certainly Keeping not. some honest, letting some lie, letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888 97 off we go to the uh, creaky coffin where Frank Gambino is lurking by for this special Halloween edition of the program. Morning, Frank. Hey, it's time to go trick-or-treating. When do we start? Uh, you know, anytime. In fact, you and I don't have to even wait for that, do we? No, no, because, you know, for adults it was Saturday. Yes, but it, it also was... the, the leftovers... That are going to wind up in our station afterwards. Oh, it'd be not, yeah. Yeah. I, I've always, you know, like for adults, how that Halloween night, whatever it is that the adults choose to celebrate, yeah. is like for women, like National Strut Your Stuff Day. Sure. It's the one day they are allowed to wear racy stuff. Wh- whatever cool they want to do, yeah. I, I have a good cool time. It. And, you know, I'm good with that. Here's what I think is fine. In fact, I think I'll write up an article for this tomorrow because, I, and I might have it in the past as well. So, here comes over the left the leftover Halloween candy at work. So you see that and you tell yourself, No, I might no, I'm not gonna have any. Okay, I might have one later. Okay, I'll go ahead and take one now because I already said I'm gonna have one later, so I'll take one now. But I'm not gonna have any more than that. But I better grab a few because other people are going to get into the stash, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I won't have a chance at them. So I be, I better go ahead and take them now. And then at some point you start to sneak back when you think nobody's looking. To reach into the bowl and get the good stuff because you know eventually the good stuff goes away and there's nothing but the really lousy candy yeah, yeah, that nobody yeah. wants. I, you know, I, I've always thought with leftover Halloween candy that it's got a shelf life of yeah. about a week. Yeah, but it, I mean, afterwards, you're like, you just, you know what, I, I'm done with candy for a while. Yeah. But it never does last a week, does it? No, not, no, no. Not with this crowd. <laughs> no, no. 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 It, it, um, and especially the one, I'm telling you, if you find the people that give away the big candy bars. Oh, yeah. The big, 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 oh, big. Oh, yeah. Big, those are the, but those big candy bars are never going to wind up at work, Frank. No, no. because with the, like here, yeah. it's a bunch of wolves. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So you will lie to yourself and say that you're not going to have any of that candy. But then we all got to watch out for each other as like a bunch of mindless zombies. We And we think we're sneaking around. Frank getting candy, but everybody knows we just went into the kitchen and what for? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. College football from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys picked up another win. They beat Hawaii 27 20 in Honolulu to get the 6 and 3 overall, 4 and 1 in Mountain West Conference play. Cowboys are bowl eligible. And with, you know, so many defections into the transfer portal after last season, who knew the post would get this far? The ball right down Hawaii's throat to the tune of 365 yards. DQ James with 179 on the ground, filling in for the injured Titus Swim. Quarterback Andrew Peasley was just 7 of 15 for 76 yards. He was sacked three times. Dwayne McNeely and Peasley have fourth quarter touchdown runs in the uh, fourth uh, touchdown runs in the fourth, and the Bows with a late TV, TD in the fourth quarter cut the gap to seven, but UW held on from there. Cowboys have this week off. They'll be at Colorado State in two weeks. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos actually won a game. They beat Jacksonville in London yesterday, 21-17. 
a mediocre game between two mediocre teams. Both teams were just bad on offense in the first half, the, especially the Broncos. And quarterback Russell Wilson got off to a rough start. He ended up 18 of 30 for 252 yards passing, one TD and, 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 and an interception. Denver ahead late in the fourth quarter, thanks to Latavius Murray with a two-yard run for a TD. Denver's 3-5, and five, Jacksonville's 2-6, and six, and the Broncos have this week off. High school football, the quarterfinal run of the playoffs in the books and four in the Trona Pound of Campbell County, 63-6. And the Mustangs basically scored a will. And NC will be at Cheyenne East on Friday at 6 p.m. in the 4A semifinals. East defeated Rock Springs on Friday, 49-24. Defending 4A state champion Sheridan Wallop Laramie in that first round, 52-27. The Bronx will host Cheyenne Central on Friday at 6 p.m. Central hammered Thunder Basin in the quarterfinal round, 41-10 on Friday night. In 3A, Douglas needed overtime to beat Powell, 27-21. The Cats will host Star Valley this week in the semifinals. In 2A, a late rally by Burns wasn't enough. The Bronx fell to Lyman, 23-20. And in 1A, six-man, KC was eliminated by encampment, 57 to nothing. So you sounded pleased with the Cowboys' performance. Well, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's a good win. I don't think the Cowboys have won in Honolulu since 97? Okay. I, mean, I mean, it's been a while. I mean, a yeah. long time. So, and, and then people were, you know, it, it was a 10 o'clock start. Right. So people were complaining that the stream was bad and mm-hmm. this place couldn't get it. I couldn't get it on my computer and, the, you know, the, the picture was going in and out. I'm like, it is Hawaii. You know? It really is way the heck out there. So, okay. So, um, all right. So they did well. They're bowl yeah, they did. eligible. Yeah, they're going to go to a bowl game. Okay. A good one this time. We, you know, if they keep winning, they'll, they'll get a, a, a bigger bowl that'll pay them more money. Okay. A little bit more prestige. Okay. You know, as, you know, as opposed to some of these things that are just, yeah. you barely make enough money to cover your it, expenses. It's a game. Right. Yeah. The difference between that's eh, a game and actually going to something that's worthwhile, worth watching. Yeah. The, the, the sky is the limit now. So over, not the Rose Bowl. So <laughs> overall, they have not had a bad season. No, not at all. Okay. Except for that Illinois game. And other than that, they've, played, they've, been, they've been pretty decent. All right. Thank yeah. you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Got to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Seven's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Our phone number to get involved, 888-97-WOODS is the number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Oh, Randy and Cheyenne sent me an image here. Oh, that's good, Randy. That <laughs> It's a costume that makes it look like someone's sitting on the toilet and he's walking down the street. I just That's hysterical. Grandpa Rich's. These people, that looks good. The steam coming up off of the hot springs there in Thermopolis. See, with the Wake Up Wyoming app, there's a lot you can do on it. And one of them is send me texts. Hit chat and send me texts. The Wake Up Wyoming app is free to open at your app store. Just go to your app store on your phone there and and type in Wake Up Wyoming. 
And then while you're there, in fact, I had someone ask me this weekend, where can I listen to some of the funny bits that I play on the air? Well, what you do is you, on the toolbar, left-hand side, you'll see On Demand, Old Shows, and also Wyoming Altered States is where you go for the funny bits that we play. Miss Mary's in the process of releasing season two. Okay, so a headline that I really have to give them credit for, Cowboy Stay Daily. Headline is Flamethrowers. One more reason why Wyoming is better than California. Well, there's a whole list of reasons why. In fact, before I tell you why they do this, I'm just going to cue it up. And let's see. Uh, there we go. There's the band in California, cued and ready to go. By the way, just so you know, um, every so often I hear somebody say, cue the music, and the music starts to play. To cue something up means to get it ready to play. Play means play. Cue it up is to get it ready to play. I just queued up the next funny bit, so it's ready to go. And then I'll play a little bit later. Here's the story. About two years ago, Alan Hovland became involved with flamethrowers. Yes, so did I. It was just one of those things, he said. I was looking at a YouTube video of somebody using a flamethrower, and I thought, I got to have that. I did the same thing, by the way. That looks like so much fun. The trouble was, after spending about $450 to order a flamethrower online, he couldn't enjoy it. That's because at the time, he lived in California, the only state where flamethrowers are illegal for the general public to use. By the way, it was Elon Musk that invented the flamethrower for home use. And so uh, he had to have it shipped to a friend in a neighboring state and then have it delivered to him in California. But even then, he technically was not allowed to use a flamethrower in California. Now, he loves it if Fire Pit Paul is out there. He loves the flamethrower because he uses it to start campfires. <laughs> <clears throat> Quote, things have changed for this gentleman. He retired, his financial advisor, moved to Sheridan, Wyoming. He now has his XM42 flamethrower, and he can light that sucker up anytime he wants. Yes, this is an actual flamethrower. You put a canister of gas on there, right? And you hold it like you would a regular flamethrower in wartime. And you can shoot a flame several feet out in front of you. Quote, he said, it's nice to be somewhere where freedom is appreciated. I've used it to melt ice in my driveway. It's very effective. <laughs> Outside California, flamethrowers are legal and generally only loosely regulated. There have been attempts to impose regulations on flamethrowers similar to those to firearms. But those attempts so far have failed. The Ohio company, the Ohio company that makes these numerous models of flamethrowers include a drone mounted flamethrower. Yes, you can have an airborne flamethrower, which is handy if let's say a herd of bees decide to or maybe even some wasps start to build a home someplace you don't want. There's a way to take them out. Just be careful you don't burn down the damn house. But okay. Company ordered this flamethrower from X Products required uh, that purchasers check off liability. They have to, you have to sign a waiver to get one. Don't blame them if something goes wrong. I agree with that. 
That's not a law. That's just the company doing CYA. Also, the flamethrowers used to terminate weeds on this guy's property melt snow. Target shooting, and he likes to light the fire pit every so often. It's one thing to shoot targets with, he said. I mean, they're, they're all shot full of holes, but then you light them on fire. He's heard of flamethrowers being used to eliminate nests, wasps, but that's an application he's not sure about. I don't want to risk setting the eaves on fire. Yeah, I would suggest don't do that to your house or to a tree. You could burn it down. But all right. The nozzle is fed into a snow. It, it, it describes how it works, basically. These are really cool-looking, fun, handheld flamethrowers. Yeah, it, it's like you're holding a gun, but flame comes out. It mostly uses gasoline, but I've also tried alcohol. Your pick, he said. So far, he's used the small hand-carried fuel tank in his flamethrower that, that it came with it. He can refill the canister. I've been waiting for extra money to build up my fun fund. I like that. The, the guy puts money aside in a fun fund to pay for a backpack tank. That'd probably cost another $400 because they do come with a backpack tank. And he has uh, friends that uh, might go mobile someday to spew fire. He said, we've toyed with the idea of mounting it on the front of a quad and taking it out to an unpopulated area so we can go ahead and burrow through a snowbank. <laughs> this is the fun of living in places like Wyoming. You can't do something like this in California. But when I get my chain of retail stores going, banned in California... I'm going to have to make sure to include flamethrowers among the stock there. Now, if you haven't heard of my store yet. Hey, friends, do you find yourself living in California and able to buy less and less of the basic fun and necessities of life? Well, now you can shop free at will because of a new chain of stores opening up on the California border. It's Banned in California. Yes, Banned in California provides all the products that you're no longer allowed to buy inside the California border. Guys, have you been wanting to buy that new fur coat for the little lady what about that massive energy guzzling big screen tv you'll find it on sale now at banned in california serious lawnmowers that get the job done and big suvs and yes to keep those little kitties happy get them a happy meal with extra trans fat in the food court of course and feel free to walk around and smoke inside while the little lady goes to the tanning bed yes banned in california now located at every state location along the California border. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Illegal immigrants on staff to show you how to speak back across the border with everything. Well, I was supposed to fire that and it didn't. Here we go. Okay. Wish we all could leave California now. Song put out by the Babylon Bee, which will soon be back up on Twitter because of Elon Musk. Thank you. Seven fifteen. the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Talk radio's got Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven eighteen is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Happy Halloween, everybody. 
888-97-WOODS. Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. So, yeah, we are coming up to the election cycle, and I said to everybody in the first hour of the program, just so you know, I'm not going to do what you've been hearing on all of the different news outlets. Well, I can't even call them news outlets anymore because they're not. But just the polls say, the polls say, the polls say. Let's take a look at the polls. And, of course, the, the polls are nonsense and constantly changing. And then they have to bring all of the analysts on to analyze ridiculous polls that were nonsense to begin with. Not worth your time. Not worth my time. There's only one poll that really matters and counts, and you know that's what happens on the day that we all go in really and, and vote. Okay, so Harriet Hageman is blasting university for monitoring her Twitter posts for toxicity. Oh, no, you have to virtue signal, don't you, if you want a certain job or whatever. U.S. congressional candidate Harry Hageman is outraged that university researchers are looking at her Twitter posts as a part of a study of toxic language on the platform. I wonder, though, if they're going to do that, to be fair, are they analyzing the toxic posts on people on the left? Not just people on the right. I just want to know that. I don't know, but I would like to know that answer. Story says Fox News reported Hageman received an email from the North Dakota State University Center of the Study of Digital Society informing her that it would be studying her posts as part of a study on the use of Twitter by political candidates. Specifically, the study will analyze how the use of such language affects election outcomes. So she's not the only one, just so you know. Hageman's Twitter rhetoric, the story says, has been fairly vanilla compared to other candidates in the 2022 election cycle, mostly focused on criticizing President Biden and publicizing her community engagement efforts. She says, I'll tell you what's toxic. Try to, uh, I'm trying to freeze free speech with, I can't say certain words this morning. (laughs) <laughs> with warnings about we're watching you heading for uh, college for the leftist corporate media, she said to Fox. So the North Dakota University group told Hageman it will publish its finding to the monkey cage section of the Washington Post, an independent website published within the post that gives political scientists a form to share their analysis. So what's toxic is what's asked by Cowboy State Daily in this article. Research told Fox it would rely on Google algorithms to determine which teach. Well, hold on. So to find out what's toxic, you're going to rely on Google? So right away, I can tell you right now, this is not a non-biased study then. They're going to rely on Google. And that's about as biased as you can get. Quote, we're using machine learning algorithms that have been trained to predict whether a typical person would find social media posts toxic to score posts as their level of toxicity. According to a director of digital study, the classifiers were developed and trained by computer scientists as a general purpose tool for detecting toxicity in online speech 
and do not reflect any personal research or judgment. I would disagree. Somebody has to program that algorithm. The person who programmed the algorithm has a certain bias, and that's going to get into what they program. Of course it is. So Hageman sees the study as an invasion of her free speech. Quote, university faculty should encourage vigorous discussion of competing ideas, not try to shut them down before the idea has ever been expressed. She says, here you have the unholy uh, academia and mainstream press, big tech companies coming together to squelch free speech. This is exactly why people are fighting back against the establishment. They're sick of being told what they can and can't think. Well, there's one of the reasons, of course, we sell a lot of us celebrate, I do, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. I'm, I'm anxious to see what he does with it. Well, I really want to see what he does with Twitter. But I'm so glad that he took it over and is getting rid of, well, who's been there. And far as I'm concerned, who has been there? They've been, they're the ones who are toxic because, again, they clamp down on any speech that they disagree with. So, okay. Her comments, Harriet Hageman's comments, came on the very same day Elon Musk worked his first day as owner of Twitter. The story says many conservatives have seen this new ownership as a victory for free speech. Social media company has banned notable figures such as President Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia, Kanye West, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. Fine, don't forget Babylon B as well. Trump launches, and of course it talks about Trump launches his own social media platform and so on, but okay. So what gets me on this is we're going to study free speech and we're going to study toxic speech. And we're going to study toxic speech using a Google algorithm. Well, and then you have to kind of wonder, and this is what I'd like to know, what exactly do they consider toxic speech and why is it toxic? That's something I would really like to take a look at. Why is it toxic speech to you? But it may not be to somebody else at all. all right. How about this? If you don't like what somebody is saying, don't be around them. That, that's what I do. If I don't like what I what somebody else is saying for whatever reason, one of my choices is to just not listen to them, not be around them. There. That's usually the best way to handle that rather than trying to shut them down or saying what you're saying is toxic, so I'm not going to. In fact, one of the worst things you can do to someone, someone who actually does engage, I want you to imagine, if you would please, what you think is toxic speech, okay? Imagine if that person who's just a jerk like that instead was just ignored. So as toxic as they are, nobody's listening. Instead, we make the mistake of engaging and reacting to it. And oftentimes, news media will go looking for toxic speech because, hey, headlines of some outrageous thing that somebody said, well, they love headlines of outrageous things that somebody said because that gets you to click. In other words, don't engage with toxic people. The more they're left alone, the more they got nothing. But what, usually toxic people are after attention. They love attention. And that's why the news media feeds on it. Okay. But let's get back to 
But what do you consider to be toxic speech? Earlier this morning, I was talking about the group, uh, the, the website, Everyday Feminism. And they were asking the question, well, when you go to dress up for Halloween, just take a look at what you're wearing. Is it racist? Is it toxic? You need to think of these things before you go out. Enough already. Let's see. Nate and Casper sending me an image. Your account is now restored in full. Oh, is this a Twitter? Yeah, what happened? We determined that the account of violated Twitter rules, so we had to temporarily uh, limit some of your account features. Your account is now fully functional. Okay. So he has been restored to functionality on Twitter? Good for you. Lil in Wyoming, no, really good for you. And, and I hope that you can now start to say what you really want to say. Uh, okay. By the way, happy belated birthday. Okay. And then there's Grandpa Rich sending me images. The uh, Thermopolis hot springs look really great when the weather gets cold like that. Okay. So, uh, oh, by the way, I do have several more stories I'm going to bring up about Elon Musk and Twitter because they were trying to ban what they saw as toxic speech. And Elon Musk got really mad when Babylon B, which is a parody site, was banned from Twitter altogether. So I'm looking forward to Babylon B being back on real soon. He did, and this, this I really appreciate, Elon Musk locked out Twitter engineers and then hired his Tesla staff to go in and take a look at the algorithm that decides what is toxic speech on Twitter to find out exactly what was going on. I hope he releases a report on this. I really hope that he releases a report on this. Also, oh, you'll love this. So Ocasio-Cortez, googly eyes, was really upset over Elon Musk, those rich people taking over things like a free speech platform. And she was just one post after the next by Ocasio-Cortez about Elon Musk and how she hates the uber rich and et cetera, et cetera. Musk responded by saying, stop hitting on me. I'm really shy. That goes back to when Googly Eyes said that we're all mad at her just because we want to date her and we can't. Nice shot, Elon. Like what you're doing lately. Keep it up. Coming up on 7.30, look at news. Your weather forecast right after that. You and I get back into it. Triple Eight 97 with 7.45, Don Day will be on. He's going to talk to us about your Halloween trick-or-treating forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. <laughs> to any rich that we might offend with this song, by the way.
everybody. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Okay, now that we're into Halloween time here, you gotta have certain strategies when it comes to ghouls, goblins, zombies. So my friend asked me yesterday, Val, hypothetically, zombie apocalypse breaks out. Where are you going? Cracker Barrel. He said, Why? I said, Have you been in one of those? I mean, there's food, there's clothing, and the walls are covered in weapons, like straight hand-to-hand combat-style farm equipment weapons. I said, why, where are you going? And they said, Bass Pro Shop. Excellent choice. But there are far and few between. Had to do a little research. If you live in Harlingen, Texas, there's a Bass Pro Shop next to a Cracker Barrel, next to a Sam's Club. I mean, that's like the zombie apocalypse trifecta right there. Unfortunately, I don't live near Harlingen, Texas, and I don't have a Bass Pro Shop near me. If I was next to one Bass Pro Shop, hands down, that's where I'm going. It's got food, it's got weapons, and it's got clothing. Okay. And I guess I want to stick with Cracker Barrel. Here we are in the state of Wyoming, though, and how many, well, not just hardware stores do we have that sell stuff like this, or just in general, stores that sell hunting equipment and farm equipment and on and on it goes. So we have all sorts of weapons out here. And as I was explaining last half hour from an article that's in Cowboy State Daily today, here in the state of Wyoming, unlike California, it is perfectly legal to own a flamethrower. You can get, you can actually order a flamethrower online. They're legal to sell. They can use things like gasoline or other such fluids you want to put in there. Some people like alcohol or whatever. It's a handheld thing. Okay, you, you hold it with two hands, and it actually will shoot a flame way out in front of you. Now, here in the state of Wyoming, that's just fun, and people love doing it. And so you can go ahead and buy one. In California, you're not allowed to own a flamethrower. So if you want to survive the zombie apocalypse, I would say that's probably the way to go, is to live in a state like Wyoming where there's tools all over the place. Now. Some friends of mine that live in the Gillette area kind of live up a little high, and so they've got a great view. Lots of prairie land in area, too. And man, do they own some guns. Oh, they do. Oh, they, that's something that some people, uh, leftists, would consider to be very suspicious that they own so many guns. But it should the zombie apocalypse hit them, they're sort of up on a high place with a great view, and loads of guns, loads of ammunition. So the idea is most zombies would never make it out that far into Campbell County. If they did, then wow, do you, you can shoot what they have from very long range weapons to very close. I'm just look, it's Halloween. I'm just getting you ready for the whole zombie apocalypse thing. According to what we just heard there, the, the safest state to live in is right here in the state of Wyoming. Now, when I say zombie apocalypse, right away you picture, you know, rains, that kind of a zombie apocalypse. But I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm also talking about the kind of socialist zombie who envies your stuff and wants to get a hold of your stuff. And they plan to take your stuff one way or the other. Yeah. That kind of a zombie is a completely different kind of a creature. But they don't tend to attack by moving across your property, though. That's just too much work, and you know how much they hate work. Now, instead, they intend to use force of government to get your stuff. 
And they want into your brain, too. They want to move into your brain, whether you like it or not. They want to live in there. And looks like you've done really well for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I was walking all over the neighborhood farther than anyone else. Hey, what, what, what are you doing? That's my candy. Oh, you didn't earn that. Sharing is caring, you know. There are kids out there who are less fortunate and can't afford a costume this year. Yeah, well, they can go out and mow lawns and earn money like, like I did. They weren't out there trick-or-treating. But they're the less fortunate. But they never left the house. I did all the work. Well, and you know, I'm afraid there's just not enough here. We're going to have to ask you to go out and get some more. But, but, be back by nine. That's bedtime. See you later. Radio's got 97 words. Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.45 is the time off. We go to talk to Don Day, Dayweather. Uh, Don, all the kids out there would like to thank you for what's going to be a great night for trick-or-treating. The weather's just perfect. Yeah, it is really going to be really, really nice. We don't always get these when it's nice on Halloween evening and afternoon, but it will be. So for trick-or-treating, get out there. I think I'm predicting a, a big haul tonight. Big haul. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. So you can actually predict like a, a candy storm in your forecast. This is a candy storm because there, okay. the, there's no excuse not to go out. So, yeah, there, so go. there will be All more right. kids knocking on the door. Okay. Now, uh, that, that means people on the way home better stop by the store and pick up extra. That's what he's saying. Okay. Now, having said <laughs> that, I will tell you they're running out. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you from personal experience. Uh, try, though, as you head on out uh, this tom- today, you know, tonight and tomorrow, enjoy it while you can. There's a big change up coming. There is. It's going to be arriving first in the western part of the state as early as late tomorrow night, but but certainly by Wednesday. Places like Jackson, Star Valley, over to Pinedale, down into Evanston and up into Yellowstone Park, they're going to be seeing a, a drop in temperature in areas of rain and snow. And then Wednesday into Thursday, temperature statewide will, will really drop. And there's a really big difference this week between the western side of the state and the eastern side of the state. The West will get started a lot earlier, but it won't be until probably overnight Wednesday into Thursday morning for the eastern side of the state to see the rain and snow and the much colder temperatures move on in. So uh, it'll be a west to east event. It's a fairly quick moving system. So it's it's a lot like the last one, Glenn, where the high country is really going to pick up the majority of the snow. There is going to be some rain and snow on the plains and lower elevations, but not as much as the mountains. Okay. So besides the temperatures, I mean, they drop some degrees and sort of stay there for a while. But I noticed in the forecast that after that, there's just that slight chance of rain or snow day after day. Into the weekend and early next week, we're going to be under a a northwest flow regime, meaning that the jet stream is going to be coming out of western Canada, southeast into the northern and central Rockies. And what that does is there's little, little tiny little weather systems in that pattern. 
that will continue to produce occasional mountain snow showers and a little bit of shower activity on the plains. It doesn't look like a lot, but certainly uh, a shift in the pattern to a colder, more unsettled one is coming mid to late week. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Dayweather. Off we go to the icebox for Frank Gambino. Oh, you know, Frank, I'm sorry. It's uh, Halloween. Off we go to the crypt where uh, Frank Gambino is lurking. Hello, everyone. Yes, Happy Halloween. Handle this for the... Uh, oh, I, I just came across this. I sent it to Miss Mary. I think it's just, I, just perfect here. It's the... Um, Bucking cowboy, you know, steamboat and yep. cowboy. I like that. Okay. But they're skeletons, both the horse and rider. <laughs> Excellent. Happy Halloween, it says. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Boy, skeletons aren't, aren't, aren't as scary as they used to be. No. You know, because I, I see them, they're, 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 you know, they're all in these inflatable things and they're yeah. driving trains and they're just kind of hanging out. And yep. I mean, it's like it's like a pet or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and they they're the big ones, I really like this. You know, the, the nine footers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are just fun. Okay. Then I came across this meme. Does anyone know where adults can trick or treat? Looking for a neighbor that hands out tacos and margaritas. Oh well, that was that was on Saturday. Oh, that was you were supposed to go. Okay, yeah. so, that, Saturday was the adult Halloween. Yeah, day. get Night. that over with, and then your kids do it today. And again, we had the leftover candy conversation. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so now let's get back real quick here. So UW done good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. There's a possibility of a bowl game. Oh, they're they're they're, 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 they're going to be in one. Oh, yeah. they are going to be in one. Yes. Okay. When do you know who, what bowl game they're going to be? In? I'd say you know sometime in December. Okay. So I mean, we can. I think we should just you know pull our nickels together and, yeah. and you know go. Well, you know? how is that chosen? Who gets what game? Whoever is like the the there, there's a there's a pecking order of bowls. You know, okay. like the first place team will go to that one. And right. the second place team will go to that one, and the yeah. third place team will go to that one, and 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 down the line. So, you know, right now, you know, it's been so far so good. I mean, they could okay. end up in L.A. They could be in, you know, in Boise again. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's 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 a, a number of possibilities. You know, but the season is not over by any stretch because right. in two yeah. weeks they play for the bronze boot against Colorado oh, State. Oh, there's that game yeah. coming up. Yeah. Okay, no, that's a big deal. That game. Yeah. yeah, that game. That's the that's the big trophy there. Yeah. And then there's some boring bowl game after that. <laughs> who has the who has the boot right now? I'm, I'm, I'm sure the Wyoming Cowboys do. They do. They, they, I, I I lost track of who got it last time. They, they should always have it. They should always have Even it. Even if they no. lose, they should still keep it. Oh, they still... I thought it went to whatever team well, won. It does, but they, you yes. know, I, I just wouldn't give it to them. You know, just, oh. <laughs> I don't think it works that way, Frank. CSU, you don't deserve this by, by any stretch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you might have beat us there, but come take it. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. At, at, at a separate bout. College football from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys picked up another win. They beat Hawaii in Honolulu 27-20. They're 6-3 and three overall, 4-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play. Cowboys are bowl eligible, and after so many defections into the transfer portal after last season, who knew the folks would get this far? Wyoming ran the ball down Hawaii's throat to the tune of 365 yards. DQ James at 179, filling in for the injured Titus win. Quarterback Andrew Peasley was just 7 of 15 for 76 yards and was sacked three times. Dwayne McNeely and Peasley had fourth quarter touchdown runs and the Bows got a late TD in that fourth to uh, cut the gap to seven, but UW held on from there. Cowboys have this week off. They'll be a
at Colorado State in two weeks. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos actually won a game. They beat Jacksonville in London yesterday, 21-17, in a mediocre game between two mediocre teams. Both teams, especially the Broncos, were bad on offense in the first half, and Bronco quarterback Russell Wilson got off to a rough start, but he ended up 18 of 30 for 252 yards with one TD pass and an interception. Denver went ahead late in the fourth quarter on a two-yard touchdown run by Latavius Murray. Denver's 3-5 and five and Jacksonville is 2-6. and six. The Broncos have this week off. High school football, the quarterfinal round of the playoffs in the books and 4A in the Trona pounded Campbell County 63-6. And the Mustangs basically scored a will. NC will be at Cheyenne East on Friday at 6 p.m. in the 4A semifinals. East defeated Rock Springs on Friday, 49-24. Defending 4A champion Sheridan walloped Laramie in the first round, 52-27. So the Bronx will host Cheyenne Central on Friday at 6 p.m. Central Hammer Thunder Basin, uh, 41-10 in the quarterfinal round down in Cheyenne. In 3A, Douglas needed overtime to be Paul 27-21 in the quarterfinal round. So the Cats will host Star Valley this week in the semifinals. In 2A, a late rally by Burns wasn't enough as the Bronx lost to Lyman 23-20 and a 1A6 man KC was eliminated by Encampment 57-zip. St. High School Volleyball Tournament will start on Thursday in Casper. Over the weekend it was those regional tournaments. Kelly Walsh won the 4A West with a three sets to none win over Cody so they'll get a number one seeded state. The Trojans took third in the 4A East Turdy beating Thunder Basin for that third place spot. Cheyenne East will be the number one seed out of that region and Laramie 2 uh, in 3A. Douglas will be the number two seed from the East after losing to Wheatland in the regional championship and two a Burns will be the number two seed after losing to Bighorn in that regional championship. And in 1A, KC will be a number three seed at state after beating Rock River for third place in that regional. Tonight, game three of the World Series in baseball as Philadelphia will host Houston. The Fall Classic tied at one game apiece. That's what it's worth. Oh, one game apiece. I was about to ask you, who do you think has this? But they're one game apiece. Yeah, it's, here, uh, so it's, really... been, it's been. I still think. I don't want Houston to win. I really, really don't. Yeah. But I think they, they may. Prevail in this. They may, okay, yeah. well, I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, it, it, they'll ruin Halloween we, and yeah, Thanksgiving okay. and Christmas. If we they can do that. go out and bang a couple of trash can lids together. We, we can, yeah. Better, you know, yeah. I, I can do that on the street tonight when I'm yeah. trick or treating. I'll bang the thing and then I'll yeah. get more candy. Our, or they'll throw things I, at I, me. I, I, that's the second one. That's what happens, Frank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Open phones, Triple Eight 97 Woods. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake up, Wyoming. Six at a time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Len Woods. Thanks for joining me. I got stuff to talk about, but it's open phones at this point. So, 888-97 Woods, the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Neat. Sweet. Petite. So get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on. iconic television shows in the history of television shows. So, okay. Um, Wyoming has money, just so you know. The governor is urging us to not get too excited about it. Just remain calm, says Governor Gordon. Here's the story. 
from the Center Square website. Uh, Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon is welcoming news of higher-than-expected state revenues, but he says not cause for excessive celebration. I translate that means excessive spending, but okay. Well, no, I remember years ago when I first came to Wyoming, we had a big surplus going on and money was rolling in from coal, gas, and oil. And of course, city, county, and state government spending like crazy. And I kept saying to them, stop. Things like this don't last forever. Oh, we got money rolling in. We can spend all of this. Then they wound up in big trouble when all of that money came to a screeching halt. So Governor Gordon says, quote, we must remember there's been a lot of volatility in our mineral revenues over the past few years, and that remains a concern for our future. So the October edition of Census Revenue Estimating Group, or CRAG, shows a major state revenue stream in Wyoming better than the January forecast of 2022. Showing once again, the experts were wrong, but you've heard me go on about that before. In fact, the actual general fund and budget reserve accounts for a combined $329 million more than the January forecast. Moreover, Craig says that revenue estimates for 2023 and 2024 biennium increased by $738.9 million since the forecast in January. Still, the governor wants to see what well, he considers it uh, what's physically responsible. And by the way, when they say, we estimate this much money is going to come in, you can't do it that way. I think in general, that's one of the problems that, well, government has, but some businesses do. Is that If we keep going the way we're going, we're going to make this much money. Don't spend it before it comes in. Make sure you actually have that money before you spend the money. Quote, Wyoming constitutes, uh, I'm sorry, Wyoming continues to face a series of headwinds from a variety of factors, including federal agency policy, misguided investment mandates that are hostile to our state primary industries, said the governor. So while it's encouraging to see customers appreciate the value of dependable and dispatchable energy, the improved revenue driven by higher energy prices includes, he calls them fossil fuels. We know them as, as organic fuels. That's more uh, accurate. It's been offset by inflation, global economy, things like that we've been experiencing. So this is the time when Wyoming must look to her future, says the governor, and make wise investments that bear fruit for future generations. So, all right. That's good for the state. Now, when the governor talks about, and I thought this was important that he says, look, a lot of this has to do with coal, gas, and oil. And even when it comes to coal, there has been an uptick in the amount of coal purchased. There could be a whole lot more because foreign countries are using more than ever before. In fact, now, for those who missed the story, in talking to some people over the weekend in Cheyenne, I came across several people who did not hear me say this on air, even though they faithfully listened to the program. So I want to make sure everybody heard this story. Speaking of energy, which is where primarily Wyoming gets its funding from, right? Let's go to Germany. In Germany, they have spent time over the years, and this has been very foolish and unreliable. Germany has gotten into the green energy trap. 
Uh, we're going to have wind and solar, and we're going to be climate neutral, and we're not going to have a carbon footprint, which, as you know, is not true. But okay. Green, sustainable, also not true. Affordable, also not true. And they put so much into that, and they were still relying a lot on natural gas. That before the war in Ukraine ever started, before it ever started, they were already having a problem in Europe with reliable energy. If it was too hot or too cold in the wintertime, they had issues with reliable energy. And so they started to turn back on their nuclear power plants, and they started to turn back on their coal power plants. Well, reliable energy has gotten so bad in Germany, they're turning on not only more coal power plants, but they're starting to dig for coal again in Germany. Now, just like in Gillette, Wyoming, Gillette has a coal power plant right next to a coal mine. In fact, there's a couple of them like that. There's a couple of power plants that are right next to the coal mine in Gillette. So they mine for the coal and they just run it right up a conveyor belt in to be burned, right? To make reliable electricity. So in Germany, environmentalists are just fit to be tied or in more modern day lexitons, uh, fit to be duct taped. Is that better? Or does tied sound better? I'll let you guys figure that out. Because in order to get the coal mine going to start up the coal power plant again, they had to expand the coal mine into new areas where there was more coal. To do that, they had to tear down a wind farm. Yeah, and environmentalists are not happy. So you guys had to tear down a wind farm to get at the coal to restart the coal power plant so we can have some reliable energy this winter in Germany. And environmentalists were hoping that it would be a nice, a warm winter because, you know, global warming was supposed to cause that to happen. So here in the state of Wyoming, it is, it's good that this kind of energy that we produce here is still, this is where some people say that coal, gas, and oil, it's done, it's over, it's dead. I don't think so. I think it goes through some more hard times but it isn't over yet. It's not quite over yet, because, well, and it won't be for a long time because people will need reliable energy and that's exactly what we're producing here in the state of Wyoming and what Germany ended up going back to her. Judy's in Casper, morning, Judy. Good morning. Yeah, no, the energy, um, until we unleash it like we had it during the Trump administration, we're all going to suffer, and it's going to get a lot worse because, oh, they had some articles up all over the Internet. Only 25 days left of diesel, blah, blah, blah. Well, Wyoming's already on allocation. We're having a hard time. You know we're fuel carriers, right? Yeah. We're having a hard time getting fuel just for our local gas stations here in Wyoming. Okay. They're only allowing us to get maybe one or two loads a day or, you know, like a come and go or whatever. And... It's not enough. I right. mean, wait till winter gets here when we have snow trucks that have to run and all kinds of other stuff. I, I tell people all the time, you know, if I were you guys, I would be loading up on diesel fuel right. and put it somewhere while, so that you can 
you know, especially if you're just a regular guy who drives a diesel truck, because it's going to go up after the midterms, you can bet. Biden yeah. did this on purpose. And I think to uh, make our military weaker so that if we were invaded or anything, we wouldn't be able to fight back. Okay, so let, let's take a look a minute, though, because I was going to get to this as a topic a little bit later this morning, but it's good that you called in. Since your profession is you, you haul fuel, and diesel is part of that. So besides there being a general shortage across the country, even here in the state of Wyoming, this could affect everything. Not just the guy who drives a diesel truck, but we're talking your food. I mean, name it, because it's delivered by diesel truck. Yep. Or diesel freight train. Yeah, and there's no reason for it either, because what uh, what was it? Last year, they discovered enough uh, oil and gas underneath just Wyoming, Oklahoma, and Texas. Mm -hmm. Texas is trying to give away their natural gas right now because they're sitting on so much of it, but the pipelines have all been pretty much shut down. This is a self-destruct administration. Right. There's just no other way around it. And then one other topic. Uh, Remember when we were talking about the nuke plants? Right. I read read over the weekend they want to put five of them in Wyoming. Yeah, I saw an article on that, yeah. Yeah, I want to know everyone that voted for this, and why the uh, Wyoming people didn't get to vote on something like this. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm not one of those people that want to be the experimental on anything. Okay. But so, you see, Wyoming's... Yeah, a, yeah, did you ever see the movie people. The Hills Have Eyes? Yes, I have. Yeah, okay. I mean, wouldn't this just be the perfect state for... Shouldn't we be the people who lead the way on that? I mean, don't you want to be just some kind of a weird mutant living up in the hills waiting for some liberal to come into the state and then you can pounce on them? Yeah, so they can eat them. Yeah, uh-huh. see? Okay, just yeah, tossing that out. I'm trying to find the bright side, Judy. Yeah, you gave it to me. All right, Good thanks. Day. 817, Wake Up Wyoming. Morning. Faster than a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Choose the time to wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. You can do what Judy did. Just call and change the subject if you want, because I always do open phones at some point every day. 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So, okay, a couple of things here. Let's see. Uh, this I just saw. Not wrong at all. Refinery closures between 2020 and 2021. Dakota Prairie Refinery. Holly Frontier, that's for you folks in Cheyenne. The Philadelphia Energy Solutions Refinery, Shell Refinery, which is in Covenant, Louisiana. Western Refinery, Gallup, New Mexico. And Teresa Marathon Refinery in Martinez, California. Just some of the refineries closed. I do know North Dakota is opening up a new one, but there you go. you got to have more refineries, not just the delivery, the supply chain. But we should be building more refineries, not making it impossible to build refineries. Now, on that note, uh, I am right in Evansville. Have you seen the Facebook meme, it's not inflation when oil companies have record profits? Please discuss. Okay. For a couple of things. First off, when you think of who owns an oil company, if you're thinking there's some big pot-bellied guy 
with his feet up on a desk, and he's wearing a three-piece suit, you know, and smoking a big cigar, and he's got a little bottle of some kind of alcoholic beverage in his other hand, and he's watching all those record profits come in, and he's... <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. Who owns your oil companies? Yes, there are some well-paid executives, but who owns your oil companies? Think about people who have invested 401ks and so on. They're retired, and they have money that's working for them, which is how they're living. They're living off of the interest and dividends and so on of those investments. Grandma, in other words, that's who's making the money off of this. That's good for her. But then think about record profits for just a moment here. If you're looking at the oil company, it goes up and down and up and down as far as profit is concerned. There's times that they're just making a load of money. And there's other times that while they're barely in business, they're on the verge of bankruptcy and they're tanking. By the way, most oil companies are not big, major, mega companies. Most oil companies are actually mom and pop operations. Okay, so, but let's get back to, as far as people drilling for the oil and so on, right? But let's get back to, okay, so here are oil companies chugging along and they're making good money and that's a good thing. Then one day we have a problem where prices spike. All right, but we Americans continue to use the same amount of oil despite the spike in prices. We still go to work, we still go on vacation, stuff like that, which means the oil companies are now making record profits. But hang on, that's not going to last forever. It won't because at some point we start feeling the financial pinch and now we're driving less. Not just personally, but business-wise, we're driving less. And so that now they're not making as much money. And so those high profits suddenly shrink up. And that's when the country's in recession, when people just start doing less stuff because they can't afford to get the gas anymore. So the prices may be really high, but hardly anyone's purchasing because they can't afford to. All right, so now how much profit are oil companies making? The focus is always on when oil companies make a lot of money, when, the prof when there's a spike and a lot of money comes rolling in. But there's not a lot of focus, in fact, almost none, not just by the politicians, but the news media, when oil companies are struggling to get by. And that certainly does happen too. Now, another way to look at this, I remember, I'll go back to Gillette, Wyoming. I was there a few years ago, and I'm listening to a conversation where I had to step in and go, uh, hold on. Now, remember, my family owned a hotel business, if you will, on Captiva Island, Florida. Yes, that one that was hit by that hur the Hurricane Ian recently. We owned Twin Palm Cottages. So we had just a bunch of little cottages on this beautiful little island that we rented tourists, right? And even though I was a kid, I noticed something that there was in-season and out-of-season. When we were in season, oh, we made the family made a lot of money. Out of season, though, we were struggling. So people were noticing, and the conversation that I butted into was in Gillette, Wyoming, where people were calling hotels greedy. Because here's a big uh, event coming to Gillette, and suddenly the hotel prices are through the roof. Oh, they're charging a lot of money for a hotel room. Well, that's just because they're greedy. You sure? Hang on a second. Most of the year, hotels go without filling every single room. Any room that's not being filled is a loss for them. It's not neutral. It's a loss. 
because there's still electricity and so on. There's still maintenance on. It's a loss if the room isn't full. And most of the year, hotel rooms go not occupied. And so they drop their prices. They do anything they can to fill those rooms. Then a few times out of the year, there's little spikes in whether there's an event or it's tourist season or whatever it might be. There's a spike in activity. And that's when hotels will raise their prices because they know a lot of people are coming to town and they can raise their prices to a premium to try to make up for the loss that they were going through for most of the year. That's when they make their profit. So the idea that, well, they're just greedy, raising their prices. No, they're trying to make up for all the soft times, the bad times. And if they have a good season, then they will. That's when they make their profit, right? It's the same thing for an oil company. Oil companies will go through times when, you know, they're chugging along, they're making good money, you know, things are fine. But then there's times when things are not fine and they're operating at a loss. Every so often there's a spike, and yes, they do make record profits during those spikes. But those spikes are rare and they're short-lived. But that's when everybody wants to punish those evil oil companies for making a lot of money. Well, how come you don't have anything to say when oil companies are not making much money? That are They're barely squeaking by. What about then? How come we never hear anything from you guys then? You got to take it. You got to look at the whole graph to see the spikes and the dips, the ups and the downs, to see if they're really making a lot of money over the long haul. Coming up on 830, local news. Update on your weather forecast. Nice long segment of open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. Radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Happy Halloween, everybody. My personal favorite holiday. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D F. So it all started when Judy from Casper called and was uh, talking about diesel, which I'm going to get back to in just a moment. And then I am looking at I am right in Evansville. And Tim as well. They were uh, chatting with me off the which you can do this off the app on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Hit chat. People send me pictures and links and text messages. You can do all of that, and I answer back on and off the air. So the question was about diesel in the country, but then also some people saying, well, those oil companies making record profits. Yeah, but I never hear from you guys when they're losing money like crazy. And they do. If you follow financial news, there's times that they're barely squeaking by. There's times they're losing money. And sometimes there's a major dip in the oil markets where they lose a lot of money, these oil companies. Now and then there's a time that they're making good money or a spike where they're making really good money. But those spikes don't last long. And those spikes certainly make up for the times that they've lost a ton of money. But again, people only want to complain when the oil company hits a spike. Never hear anything when they're either losing a little bit of money, barely making money, or there's a big drop in the market. Don't hear from them at all, do we? But let's take a look at what happens 
when we have a situation like this, let's go back to Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming faces potential disaster as diesel supplies evaporate. That's what Judy from Casper was just talking about. So what Judy does is uh, she owns a small trucking company, and they truck fuel okay, around the region, in part diesel. The story says the supply of diesel in the United States has dropped to its lowest seasonal level since 1945, according to federal data, meaning there's less than a month's supply of fuel stockpiled in the country. Wyoming gas distributors have struggled with a lack of refinery capacity. See, build more refineries, don't shut them down. And now the impacts or corresponding to a national-wide capacity Shortball is hitting the U.S. So Steve Gooseby, manager of Dooley Oil, Inc., Cheyenne location, said it's quite possible that Wyoming will see rolling fuel outages. Where, in my opinion, we're heading for disaster. Now, you see, why should we have this problem? Well, when you think about it, we are sitting, as Judy pointed out when she called, America is sitting on a lot of energy. We don't need energy from the Middle East. We are sitting on a lot of energy here in this country. Now, if we could extract it from the ground, ship it, refine it, and all of that, we wouldn't be having any problems whatsoever. None. So what's this all about? Why are we facing so much trouble when we are sitting on this much energy here in America? Would love to know that. The story says why most people encounter the problem directly when they pay high prices at the pump if supplies get low to limit shipping. Okay, here go your grocery stores, empty shelves, farm equipment doesn't run, people lose jobs. Think about what gets transported with diesel. You're talking freight trains. You see trains going all over, freight trains, trucks. We transport stuff with a lot of diesel. And so you shut that diesel down. Now, I know environmentalists, yay, keep it in the ground, we're running out. Yeah, okay, fine. Until you go to the grocery store and there's nothing there. So there are four refineries operating in Wyoming, according to the Energy Information Administration. Prior to 2020, the state had five. Those two were converted into past years to renewable diesel products, which are shipped to California. Gooseby said there used to be a lot more options for sourcing refined petroleum products in Wyoming, but now almost all of their supply comes from Denver. Julie truckers will line up for six hours or more outside refineries, and sometimes supply runs out. Because of safety restrictions on how many hours truckers can work in a day, Distributors don't have a lot of flexibility to send truckers to seek out supplies when the refinery runs dry. There's just not enough fuel to go around Wyoming, Gooseby said. He said distributors are concerned with what happens if rail traffic and airline traffic increase in the coming months. That will just add to the stress limit on supplies. Representatives of Dooley were among distributors who testified in front of Mark Gordon and the committee with the, we're looking for solutions for high gas prices. You know, the Wyoming refineries are operated at 95% capacity, which is true of most refineries around the nation. So even, 
If it weren't for the federal opposition to oil and gas production, Wyoming wouldn't be able to refine. Well, we could refine more, but here we have, again, try to build a refinery today. Good luck. Oh, you can certainly shut them down. No one's going to stop you. Try to build a new one. Story says, Joshua Geminet, I think is how you pronounce the name, Director of Government Affairs, Sinclair, testified on this issue this week at Wyoming Minerals Business and Economic Development Committee. He said the supply issues could last from 12 to 18 months, but if H.F. Sinclair remains committed to the petroleum industry, you know, it would. We believe that gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel are the bedrocks of modern society, and they're going to be around for the foreseeable future, he said. High gas prices in Wyoming, he explained, are in part due to the war in Ukraine. Sure, that does have something to do with it. But again, we were having these problems before that. And that means also refineries in the Gulf of Mexico are exporting uh, also to other European countries who desperately need fuel because of what's happening in Ukraine. So some of what we produce here in America, we're selling to European countries. So policies, he said, in Washington and California, as well as other states, are displacing traditional gasoline products. California's Governor Gavin Newsom announced the state wants to go to all electric. Again, well, I can get into the whole electric thing, but you know that's not going to work out for him. So Senator Ed Cooper, Republican Tensleep, reported, well, pointed out that Wyoming exports most of its electricity, its produces, as well as much of the oil to other states. We're really good at exporting things, he said. And with that, we export our jobs, he said. Cooper asked what Wyoming could do to encourage Sinclair to reinvest in Wyoming. He said refineries are not active investments for companies, and many are now getting out of the business. Sinclair has packed up some of these assets and are now operating, that, that it now operates. In other words, it, it it's closed some refineries around the country. Yeah, it's not profitable. We're getting out of the business. Representative Scott, uh, Republican Green River, told Cowboy State Daily, it's encouraged that Sinclair sees long-term potential for refinery, but there's not much they can do to change what's happening in Washington and California and places like that right now. Quote, Wyoming is becoming an industrial zone for these more liberal states that don't want the industry in their backyard. But they want all of the benefits from that industry. This could be a really, really, really... Oh, ships too. Jim and Casper, ships too. Yeah. J.W. and Guernsey. Morning, Glenn. Hope you had a great birthday. I certainly did. It was nothing but good times. 845, wake up Wyoming. Talk radios on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. 8.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the crypt. Open up and Frank Gambino rises from the dead. Get ready to give you some sports over here. Okay, Frank, let's go through some Hollywood candy here. See which ones you like and don't like. Okay, okay? I'm ready. Uh, Reese's Peanut Butter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A plus. Who did, well, I, I would say the only person I know who probably wouldn't like those, my sister hates peanut butter. What? More for me. Um, I don't I don't think we can be related because I will sit down on my living room couch with a jar of peanut butter and a spoon. Yeah. You don't like peanut butter? She, she doesn't, doesn't like peanut butter? She doesn't like peanut butter. I just, yeah. She doesn't like the smell of it. There's something wrong what? with her. 
Well, she she could be allergic to it. Yeah, okay. Well, no, no, not allergic. She just hates she it. She doesn't like it. Okay. Um, now, here's a difference. One I like, one I don't. Okay. Do you like M&Ms? Yes, A+. plus. Okay. Skittles. Oh, A+. plus. I hate them. I hate Skittles. I love they're, M&Ms. They're on the sweet side. I will steal. And then the sugary side. Okay. I will steal your M&Ms when you're not looking. And I'll probably but steal you, the Skittles. You can keep your Skittles all you want. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Starburst. Yes, I'll give that a B. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, here's another one that I'm not a fan of. Hot tamales. F. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I never did. Then again, I'm just not a spicy food person no, F, anyway. F, so, F, okay. F, 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 F. Now, here's another one I am just definitely not in favor of, but uh, for some reason, it's a thing that people like. Sour Patch Kids. F. Yeah, the moment I, you said sour. It, it, it's... And I have a big bag of them somebody gave me, yeah. and, I've, and I've had it for like two years, and I keep looking at them like, should I throw these things away? Because I'm not going right. to eat them. Yeah. I mean, it, when when, you're, when one of your eyes goes like, you know, yes. half closed. That, that's the candy you give to people that you hope will go away and never come back <laughs> asking for candy again. Uh, Hershey's Kisses. Uh, B. Okay. Snickers. A minus. Oh, okay. Not bad. Uh, now, here's one. I love the flavor. I don't like the work that goes into it. Tootsie Pops. It, it used to be a C, but now yeah. it's going down to a D. But yeah. it depends what flavor. I mean, well, the see, red ones are good. Yeah. You see, know, but but the chocolate ones are awful. Uh, see, I, I love Tootsie Pops. I just, it's just, you spend forever chewing on the thing. Yeah. Oh, no. Is it like yeah. that old commercial? A one? Yeah. For the owl? Yeah. A two? Oh, yeah, yeah. How many licks does it take to, uh, okay. you know, get to the owl? Nah, um... This is a controversial one, but I love them. Candy corn. D. Yeah, okay, I love candy corn. I'll take all your candy corn. And pardon me, for the Tootsie Pops, I was thinking when I said that Tootsie Rolls. Oh, Tootsie Rolls or yeah. Tootsie Pops? Tootsie, Tootsie Pops is a lollipop. They're good. Yeah. The Tootsie Roll is what takes forever to chew. Right, yeah. That's what I don't and, like. And I like the flavored ones, not the chocolate ones. In high school football, the quarterfinal round of the playoffs in the books from over the weekend... In four in the Toronto Pound at Campbell County, 63-6. to NC will be at Cheyenne East on Friday at 6 p.m. from the 4A semifinals. East defeated Rock Springs on Friday, 49-24. to Defending 4A champion Sheridan Wallop-Larrowing in the first round, 52-27. The Bronx will host Cheyenne Central on Friday. Central hammer Thunder Basin in that quarterfinal round in Cheyenne, 41-10. to In 3A, Douglas needed overtime to be Paul, 27-21. The Cats will host Star Valley this week in the semifinals. In 2A, a late rally by Burns wasn't enough as the Bronx lost to Lyman 23-20 to and a 1A6 man AC was eliminated by encampment 57 to nothing. In college football, the Wyoming Cowboys picked up another win. They beat Hawaii on the road 27 to 20 late Saturday night. So the folks were 6 and 3 overall, 4 and 1 in Mountain West Conference play. The Cowboys are bowl eligible. And with so many defections into the transfer portal after last season, who knew the Cowboys could get this far? Wyoming ran the ball down Hawaii's throat to the tune of 365 yards. DK James with 179 of those filling in for the injured Titus Wynn. Quarterback Andrew Peasley was 7 of 15 for 76 yards and was sacked three times. But he managed the game. Dwayne McNeely and Peasley had fourth quarter touchdown runs in the uh, late in that game, and the Bows got a late TD in the fourth quarter to cut the gap to seven, but UW held on from there. Cowboys have this week off, and they'll be at Colorado State in two weeks. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos actually won a game. They beat Jacksonville and London 21-17. 
looks like just a, like a mediocre game between two mediocre teams. And the Broncos really struggled on offense in the first half, but quarterback Russell Wilson did get his act together a little bit in the second half. For the game, he was 18 of 30 for 252 yards with one passing TD and an interception. Denver went ahead late in the fourth quarter on a two-yard TD run by Latavius Murray. So Denver's 3-5, and five, Jacksonville's 2-6, and six, and the Broncos have this week off. State High School Volleyball Tournament will begin on Thursday in Casper. Over the weekend was those regional tournaments. Kelly Walsh won the 4A West with a three-sets and none win over Cody, so they'll get the number one seed. The tournament took third in the 4A East tourney, beating Thunder Basin for third place. Cheyenne East will get the number one seed, and Laramie will get the number two seed. In 3A, Douglas will be the number two seed from the East after losing to Wheatland in that regional championship. In 2A, Burns will be the number two seed from the East after losing the Bighorn in that regional championship. And in 1A, KC will be the number three seed from the East after defeating Rock River in that regional tournament. So, okay, everybody's sort of wrapping up their seasons real soon. This is a very big week in Casper. Okay. With State Volleyball, there's a lot of teams. There's be a lot of people here. You know, there's a lot of people in restaurants and hotels and all that, all that deal. Then you have high school football statewide, and then everyone goes to Larry next week. The parents must be exhausted. I think the parents have a better time than you think. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, Frank. Mm -hmm. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on the weather forecast. Then we're going to do another open phones thing for the last hour of the program. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Wake up, Wyoming. Hi, I'm Frank. For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash He did the match He did the monster 9.06 the time It's Wake Up My Own Wing My name is Glenn Woods Thanks for joining me All right, 888-97 Woods The phone number that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. Just so you know, this is my favorite holiday. I've explained it before. Call it weird if you want. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I just got stopped in the hallway by a gentleman who works here who said that he went ahead and posted, I tweet, therefore I am. He said, I'm back on Twitter. And what did you post? And that's what he posted. I tweet, therefore I am. You know, Elon Musk has taken over, and he's driving certain people absolutely insane. I appreciate that he got rid of the Twitter engineers and called in his Tesla engineers to have a look at what Twitter was doing. And I got some more news on the front. Twitter is a lot like crystal meth because it's really fun to do. And Oprah's on it. Yeah, okay. I was thinking about that as a Twitter opening song. There, there was that one or this one? You're no one if you're not on Twitter. And if you aren't there already, you've missed it. If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted, and blocked, you might as well not have existed. You might as well not have existed. Okay. That one like the guy's voice there, too. Okay, here's the latest from the Twitter front there. Elon Musk is accusing Twitter board of deliberately hiding evidence from court. 
He accused the the former board of directors, and and by the way, former board of directors, because there's no more board of directors here. He is the owner. There's one owner. So there's no board trying to, and they can't outvote him or vote him out. He is the owner of Twitter. There is nobody else. So their lawyers say, Elon Musk's lawyers are saying that Twitter deliberately was hiding evidence from court proceeding days of the entrepreneur's $44 billion deal before it was finalized. And he says, I know that they were hiding because I now have all of their files. He owns it all. So maybe the geniuses at Twitter didn't think about that. They're hiding information in files. Right? He takes over the company. Now who owns the files? Why, he does. So all he has to do is go look at those files to find out if they were hiding anything. And he comes back and says, yes. So, okay, uh, the Twitter board deliberately hid evidence, he said, from court. He included a screenshot of internal messages from a Twitter executive uh, referring to uh, fraudulent metrics. Stay tuned, more to come, the billionaire added. Twitter was represented by Watchell, and it names all the people who were uh, at the top at the time. Proof of fraudulent metrics at Twitter may have served as the basis argument that must significantly overpaid the $44 billion for the deal, which I wonder, does that mean he gets a bit of a refund on some of that? I would like to see that. In July, Musk told Twitter that he planned to terminate the deal he announced in April over speculations of the amount of spam accounts that the site promotes. So, in other words, a lot of the people who claim to be on t- on Twitter are not exactly people on Twitter. Yeah, spam accounts make Twitter look a lot bigger than it really is. So, after Twitter accused Musk of not following his obligations under the agreement, Musk filed a countersuit. The entrepreneur changed course, announcing that he would proceed with the deal. In the screenshot, they suggested uh, that, well, there's a fundamental metric to report key results. And this is where Musk says, literally doing what Elon is accusing us of doing, Roth added. In a follow-up tweet on Sunday night, Musk said, that he supported Roth after two Twitter users dug up old, apparently anti-Trump tweets as well. Quote, we all made some questionable tweets. We made more than most, but I want to be clear that my sense is that with a high integrity, we are entitled to our political beliefs. And he gets into Twitter now being about you being able to say what you want to say about your beliefs, about a freedom of speech once again. Which, by the way, I'm looking forward to perhaps, well, I know they will be. Babylon B will be back on. I think that was what got Musk really upset. Not just, not just banning a president from Twitter, but Babylon B as well, which is just a satirical website. You're not saying what you're supposed to say, so you're banned is basically what it is. And Elon Musk is a believer in, no, we should be able to say, but also if you say something that's outrageous, you should suffer the consequences. And the consequences will happen to you uh, naturally, organically, as I like to put it. You know, If you're saying something that is tin-hatted, then 
and it has repercussions because of that, then somebody's going to see you in court. So you're going to have to keep that in mind. I like this uh, headline I found. Hollywood elites panic. Vowed to quit Twitter over Elon Musk takeover. I'm out of here, they say. Well, and there's a list of Hollywood elites that say they're going to leave Twitter because Elon Musk is there. Well, hang on a second now. Weren't these the same Hollywood elites who said that they were going to leave the country if Trump was elected? Well, they're still here. Why are they still here? I thought they would have been gone a long time ago. They say, in fact, I even at the time when these Hollywood elites said that if Trump gets elected, I'm leaving the country. Whoopi Goldberg was one of them. And I was on air with a public service announcement to try to get something started. So Trump gets elected. We will show up at their house ready to move their stuff out for them. We will. They won't have to hire somebody. We will move them out. We will show up with U-Hauls free of charge. We will load up all of their stuff and drive them to the Canadian border. They won't have to lift a finger. And I was calling for volunteers at the time, but none of these elites actually left the country. They said they were going to, but none of them did. Now these people are saying, well, that's it. I'm leaving Twitter. Here's why I think maybe a couple might, maybe, maybe, maybe. The reason I think that most of them won't is because the Hollywood type needs a platform so they can have their followers follow them. And one of the biggest platforms for that is Twitter. They love the fact, and any Hollywood elite loves the fact that millions of people follow them. Well, if millions of people are following them, then that just, well, it strokes their egos but also helps their career as well, because look at all the followers that I have, right? Okay, so do you think they really want to leave Twitter and leave all of that behind? All of a sudden, they're gonna be where exactly? Because there's not many, there's a lot of social media platforms. There are a lot of social media platforms, but very few have the number of people that Twitter and Facebook and so on have. So they would have to go to some lesser platform where they're never going to get millions of followers. And I wonder, can the Hollywood elite handle that? So just like they said they were moving to Canada and France and so on and never did, I don't think the vast majority of them are leaving Twitter either. Their egos won't allow it. 9.15, wake up, Wyoming. Your morning coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. You got to pick up every stitch Must be the season of the witch Must be the season of the witch, yeah Must be the season of the witch 921's the time it's Wake Up Wyoming, Triple Eight Ninety Seven. What's the phone number that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S Talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject So, State of Wyoming, this is just a thought now. This is just someone tossing out the idea. I go back to Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming may be home for up to five more nuclear reactors. That would be six in all, by the way. Pacific Corp, TerraPower, initiating a joint study to evaluate the feasibility of building more neutronium reactors by 2035. In addition, 
to the one that's already slated to be built in Cameroon. This is the only study, and companies are still determining the exact locations of those reactors if they do this. So the reactor demonstrations are tied up in a goal of transforming, the story says, from a fossil fuel-powered, better known as organic, to nuclear energy. And right away they have to throw in there, because you don't want that CO2 emissions. I still argue, yes, you do. And if you haven't heard me talk about why you want more CO2 emissions, call me. I'll be glad to explain it to you. Not a problem at all. The Kemmerer site was chosen as a location for the first Neutrona project in part because of its proximity to Pacific Coal-fired uh, uh, power plant that's in the area, which is slated for retirement. The power and Pacific Corp want to find, again, carbon-free solutions. This goes along with the sustainable and other garbage like that that they talk about. All right. And then it talks about a path to net zero and so on. Look, I don't mind at all. If they think, that, forget we got to reach carbon neutral and so on. Let's talk, again, because I'll tell you why we should have more CO2 in the air. But let's talk for a moment, though, about what is profitable. Can you build this and make it profitable? Which is why I've pointed out before that, and I've shown you this in many cases, when the subsidies ran out, or whenever they do run out for wind and solar farms, the wind and solar farms quit cranking out power because they operate mainly on subsidies. Okay? Most of them do. On the other hand, when you have a natural gas plant or a coal plant, they're making tons of money. They're not operating on some kind of subsidy. So we want something that's reliable energy that will actually make a profit. And profit is not a dirty word. Now, for those who would say, but don't we subsidize coal, gas, and oil? No. They can get tax breaks, but a tax break is not a subsidy. There's a big difference between that. So if they want to take a look at building a nuclear power plants. I think part of the reason that they do talk about well, we got to be net neutral and sustainable and so on, is in order to open up some project like this and make electricity, they have to virtue signal to the right people in the right ways, or they will never get the money or even the permits to do it. Even if they built this, these plants completely without subsidies, which is possible for them to do, all right? The problem, though, is in order to get all of the permitting done, permission from the government, they have to virtue signal in the right way. So I'm thinking in part the reason that this power company talks about, well, reaching net neutral and zero carbon emissions and save the planet, say the right things, and you'll get permission from the government to do it. They might even help you financially to do it. Now, from the center square, Wyoming has one of the nation's highest job opening rates. Did you know about this? Story says Wyoming is among states where businesses are struggling to find workers. According to a ranking, which is compared to the state's uh, job openings, Wyoming had the second highest job opening rate last month, about 8.9%. State's job opening rate for the past 12 months, about 7.98%. Okay, so... Um, one gentleman, National Foundation of Independent Businesses, Wyoming, told Center Square News that the state's labor market faces unique issues. 
Wyoming employers, like many across the country, continue to face difficulties in filling positions, he said. Wyoming is unique in the states. Well, and pause for just a minute. We have to get certain you know, quality employees that actually know the businesses that they're filing for. But on those occasions, and I know you see these two, when you pull up to, let's say, one of the big box stores and you're going into the parking lot, or maybe it's uh, you're at some uh, down ramp off the interstate, whatever the case may be. You've seen them around. And there's someone standing there with a cardboard sign. And whatever the case is, they're saying they need money. Please help. Anything you can do. Now, I understand that different people have um, issues sometimes. Substance abuse, mental issues. I get that. And we certainly have help available for them. But when I take a look at how many jobs are open in Wyoming, and not just jobs where it needs a high level of training for this. Some, some of these jobs in Wyoming are specialized jobs. You, you need to know what you're doing. But just recently, not far from where I live, a fast food restaurant closed because I couldn't find anyone. Not that they didn't have any business. They have business there. I would eat there on occasion. But they closed because they couldn't find anyone to fill those positions. I know some of you have still seen some restaurants and some other places as well where they might close the lobby or part of the business because they can't find anyone to work at there as well. So oftentimes when I see people in need, and I do feel bad for someone in need, we've all had our down times. I've been there too. But when I look around and think, so there's how many job openings out there? How many job openings do we have out there? And yet there's still someone standing around saying, hey, can you, you know, with a sign, can you donate to me? Please help. I'm in trouble. Really? Because there's help wanted signs all over the place. Now, again, if they're having some kind of issue with substance abuse or some other issues, we certainly have help available for those folks as well. But we also have the jobs. Ace and Casper, nuclear energy is the future. Well, yeah. I'm not opposed to nuclear energy at all. I am not opposed to nuclear energy. I just know I'm just noticing in order for them to build these plants, they have to virtue signal. Wow, guys. Uh, I did not. Okay, wow, guys. Once again, you're getting it wrong. I did not say that Twitter fired its engineers. I never said that. You, as usual, you completely did not hear what I said. You got it wrong. What he did was, uh, uh, Elon and Elon Musk said this himself, that he locked out the engineers in order to bring in people from Tesla to find out what was going on so his own people could have a look at it. I never said that he fired them. That's not what I don't know what, Wiles, guys, I don't know what show you're listening to. He sends me notes all the time telling me what I said that was wrong. And yet he's always wrong about what I said. I, I don't know what show you're listening to. I think you're on the wrong radio station dial there, position. Try again. Coming up on 9.30, local news coming your way. Right after local news update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Six of time, wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Now I do this every single year at this time. It's uh, really important when you're done trick or treating and you bring your candy home. If you got kids listening right now, get them kind of close to the radio or the app if you're listening off the app and turn it up a little bit. Because this is really important. At some point, people start looking at what they got for Halloween treats and what you got. And the negotiations begin. You've got to be really careful, okay? So here is a guide to how to properly trade candy so you don't get screwed. If you like Necco wafers, the original candy wafer, yeah, that's a category that really took off. There's no need to watch this video. You're going to get screwed no matter what. Same goes if you like those nasty little orange and black candies. Save yourself some time. Don't go trick-or-treating. Just eat random crap you find on the floor. And now we begin. Step one, identifying your trading partner. Children under the age of five are legally protected. That's because of Becky's Law. Named after a Wisconsin girl who traded her entire stash for a box of good and plenties that her brother had convinced her were unicorn eggs. She cried for three and a half years. Children between the ages of five and seven are allowed a 30-second trade-back grace period. This also applies to the elderly. If you have friends or siblings with any of the following traits, they make ideal trading partners. If you don't, you'll have to get crafty. Start by determining the flavor affinity of your opponent. There are three basic classes, and each one has a weakness. Be warned that a classic strategy is to pretend that you're in the fruit and sour category while executing the Smarties Gambit for a full-size Snickers. If you'd like to download a PDF version of this chart, please look in your butt. If your opponent says that they like special darks, be kind to them. They're probably going to be your boss someday. Likewise, if they express interest in any of the oral fixation candies like wax lips, paper dots, candy cigarettes, or pop rocks, keep track of them. They're going to be fun to hang out with in college before they drop out. Step two, pre-trade organization and preparation. Loose candy corn should be placed with your pennies. They're equally worthless. Under the new health law, ripped or unwrapped candy falls under the protection of pre-existing condition. And although they lose value, you cannot exclude them from trading. Dum Dum should be organized in complete sets, not by individual flavor. Unless, of course, you have three or more root beers, which can be set aside. Lump your three musketeers together with your Milky Ways to ferret out people that don't know the difference. Most likely, they'll confuse Crackles and Mr. Goodbars, too. Hide your Mary Janes, banana-flavored taffies, and any short-lasting bubblegums under a pile of Whoppers, Goobers, Caramel Cubes, and Red Hots. Be prepared to offer the full stack as an all-or-none trade for a Charleston Chew or Grater. Although nerds are technically inert pop rocks, they should be placed in their own category. Unfortunately, Fortunately, Butterfingers, Almond Joy, and Mounds should be set aside for the mom and dad tax. Note that there is growing support to repeal the mom and dad tax as it hurts honest candy disclosure and might lead children to stop trick-or-treating altogether. If possible, avoid major transactions until after the election. And raisins should be burned and then peed on by your dog. Part 3, Classic Strategies. Avoid anyone who suggests dumping all the candy in a pile and rationing it out based on hunger. They are Marxists. John Maynard Keene suggested taking 40% of the candy from the children with the most, burying it in the ground, and then giving the candy poor children jobs digging it up. Or, of course, you can try the classic approach. Whatever you choose, remember that Pixie Sticks, Twizzlers, and Smarties are your workhorses, and Fifth Avenues are better than 100 grand. And as for anyone who gave you an apple, don't worry, they're going to hell. 
I play that every single year at this time. I, it's going to pop up in just a bit. Uh, oh, note to Miss Mary. I uh, see. It will post. I uh, see. Okay, there we go. I'm sorry, Miss Mary. I'd forgotten about that one. <clears throat> every single year, I pop up that one as a post on Wake Up Wyoming website. So if at some point today or even this evening you had forgotten all of the really good points about halloween candy trading there are thumbs up from miss mary then that's one of my favorite all-time funny bits to play on the air because so much of it is true you're going to sit down and start negotiating with people and there's things that you like and there's things that you don't like and there's some stuff that's just garbage when it comes to halloween candy especially if it's not a name brand candy Oh, you can go to some discount stores, you know, different types of dollar stores and so on, and pick up candies that, like, it It looks like a Three Musketeer bars, but it has a different name on it that you've never heard of before. Yeah, it, it looks like some of your favorite candies of all time, but it has a different name brand that you've never heard of before. And they oftentimes just taste like garbage. So there's those candies. you got to watch out for those. I never did understand the Necco wafers. Those, I would like to take a, and open up some Necco wafers, and if I had a chalkboard, write on the chalkboard with them. But I would never eat them. I tried once just out of curiosity and instantly regretted it. Don't be the if you're handing out candy tonight. Don't be the cheap person that hands out that those, those things. Just don't. It's about candy. Don't be the person that gives out pennies or boxes of raisins, or toothpaste, or toothbrush, okay? At that point, you're just a buzzkill, and you're getting little kids mad at you. Oh, that's not going to end well. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Before you face the day, at 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-seven the time, and off we go to the crypt where Frank Gambino rises from the dead to join us. So I decided to go uh, healthy, Frank, with Whole Foods. Right? Are you going to get that? Are you giving that out to kids tonight? Uh, Whole no, Foods? no, no. Because uh, unlike my sister, who just got back from the family cabin. And she noticed that she didn't have any Halloween candy for the kids tonight. And I informed her she's in major trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But now, I know I'm not the guy who hands out Whole Foods to kids. Kids are going to get junk. Because <laughs> I'm good that way. I'm and, proud yeah, of you. Okay. But I'll be eating Whole Foods. Now, let me let me describe what I mean by that. Bagels have a hole in them. Yes, they do. And so do uh, donuts. Yes. Okay. Uh, onion rings? That's, got a, that's that's holy too. That's a whole food. Pretzels have like three holes. Yeah, if they go like this, this, that, uh, that, that, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Swiss cheese. True. Okay. Bun cakes. Yes. Angel food cake has a yeah, big yeah, hole right yeah, up the yeah, middle right, there. Yeah. So you see where I'm going with it. Okay. Someone told me that whole foods were good for me. So any kind I see a food that has a hole in it. That's okay, and, and I'm eating healthy after that, right? See, and you can share that and not touch yes. anybody else's stuff by just picking one end of the on the other on the on one side of the hole, and then someone else picks something on the other side of the hole. I see. Okay, so at that point, are we getting into black holes and stuff? Yeah. I have no idea where you're going with this. <laughs> okay. Don't touch anybody else's food. 
Now, we're, we're still going to, I just played what I do every single year. And for those people who want to see it on the Wake Up Wyoming website, it's a guide to candy trading. Because, you know, when the candy comes home, you didn't always get what you wanted to get, right, Frank? But I mean, the other kid may have. Yes, and so you sit down and, and the negotiations get underway. Yes. But you got to be careful because in many cases, the older kids are a bit more savvy at this. They're older, they're smarter, they have a bit more experience, and the younger kids end up getting screwed over. Right, and the adults will say, yeah. you know what, I'll yeah. give you three of those for yeah. four of yours, and then two two I'm sure. next year. And and then, of course, adults always have the mom and dad tax. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh of course. They, they have to skim yes. right off the top. Now, I wonder, you know, you know this happens, how many parents go into their kids room when the kids are at school and steal candy 100% okay <laughs> wait wait a second frank that sounded like a been there done that it's a it's a rite of passage <laughs> okay okay i just just kind of figured you know the parents go walking by and I, correct me if i'm wrong frank the candy bowl calls yes it does okay and so it's like the candy bowl is haunted Right, so you have to dig from the bottom. Yes, right. Well, there's the thing. How to take the candy out of there and enjoy it so the kid doesn't know that you were stealing candy? You know what I can do? Is, it's plausible deniability. Okay. I didn't take any candy. I don't know what happened. Well, see, what I, what I would always do is I would take the candy that I wanted, and then I would fluff the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. Oh, my. All right, to the National Football League, the Denver Broncos actually won a game. They beat Jacksonville and London yesterday, 21-17. Looks like a mediocre game between two mediocre teams. The Broncos were just bad on offense in the first half, but quarterback Russell Wilson did finally get his act together. He ended up 18-30 of 30 for 252 yards. He threw one TD pass and an interception. Denver went ahead in the fourth quarter on a two-yard run from Latavius Murray. Denver is 3-5, and five, and Jacksonville is 2-6. and six. The Broncos have this week off. In college football, the Wyoming Cowboys picked up another win. They beat Hawaii 27-20 in Honolulu, so they are 6-3 and three overall, 4-1 and one in Mountain West play. Cowboys are bowl eligible, and after so many defections, into the transfer portal over after last season. Who knew the Cowboys could get this far? Wyoming ran the ball really down Hawaii's throat to the tune of 365 yards. DQ James with 179 on the ground, filling in for the injured Titus one. Quarterback Andrew Peasley, 7 of 15 for 76 yards. He was sacked three times. Dwayne McNeely and Peasley did have fourth quarter touchdowns. The Bows got a late TD in the fourth to cut the gap to seven, but UW held on from there. The Cowboys had this week off, and they'll be at Colorado State in two weeks for the border war. High school football, the quarterfinal round of the playoffs is in the books, and in 4A, Natrona pounded Campbell County 63-6. to The Mustangs basically scored a will. NC will be at Cheyenne East on Friday at 6 p.m. in the semifinals. East defeated Rock Springs on last Friday, 49-24. Defending 4A champion Sheridan and wallop Laramie in the first round, 52-27. So the Bronx will host Cheyenne Central on Friday at 6 p.m. Back on Friday, Central hammered Thunder Basin in the quarterfinal round, 41-10. In Douglas, uh, in 3A, Douglas needed overtime to beat Powell, 27-21. The Cats will host Star Valley this week in the semifinals. In 2A, a late rally by Burns wasn't enough as the Bronx lost to Lyman, 23-20. In 1A, six-man KC was eliminated by encampment, 57-0. St. High School Volleyball Tournament will start on Thursday in Casper. Over the weekend, it was those re 
regional tournaments. Kelly Walsh won the 4A West with a three sets to none win over Cody, so the Trojans will get the number one seed at state. Natrona will get a three seed uh, out of the 4A East as they beat Thunder Basin for that spot. Cheyenne East will be a number one seed out of that region, and Laramie will be number two. And Douglas, 3A, Douglas will be a number two seed from the East after losing to Wheatland in the regional championship. In 2A, Burns will be the number two seed from the East, losing the Bighorn in the regional championship. And in 1A, KCB, the number three seed at state after beating Rock River for third place. And tonight's game three of the World Series in baseball is Philadelphia will host Houston. The Vol Classic is tied at one game apiece. One game apiece. And I mean, really, though, any thoughts? Who's, I know. No, I already asked you that. I mean, well, well here's what happened in the, in the first game that the yeah. um, Astros found a way to blow a five run lead. I'm like, oh. whoa, hello. <laughs> you know, and then the and then the second game, the Astros were out to a five nothing lead and they actually won the game. How, okay. how does that Don't work? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So each team is making a lot of mistakes. And, and some of the stuff they do is really, really good. Okay. And going after the big boot in a couple of weeks here. Yes, the boot. You yeah. know what? Wyoming can say they play for all these these rifles and trophies and everything yeah. else. You know what? They play for one trophy. That's it. And so, that's the boot. So they just and need that's to pull it. this one off. The that's other ones, it. you know what, really? They're, they're, okay. they're, they're toys. All right. Screw the Super Bowl. You don't want a Super Bowl ring. You want the boot. You want the boot, yes. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time after that. Let's wake up Wyoming.